Welcome to the St. Patrick Catholic Community Podcast in Scottsdale, Arizona. We are Christian Disciples in Mission. Now's the time our ministers of care and myself are going to visit sick people in their homes or people just in need, and I've been doing that lately. And uh, a lot of times when I go in to the house, every house has a dining table, place where they eat, whether it's in the kitchen area as a breakfast nook or a really uh, nice, beautiful dining table. And many times we end up sitting at the table talking with one another. And it's powerful stories that happen in everyone's home about the dinner table. In that table can be powerful stories of celebration, weddings, graduations, bringing new members into the family, welcoming neighbors, building bonds, and learning to care for one another. Also, there can be times when people are missing. Maybe there's hurt in the family. Maybe there's a decision to say, I no longer want to go to dinner or eat with you people anymore, or I'm walking away, and they're missed. Sometimes it's through death when there's their empty chair, their empty space there, and we miss them and we grieve with them. Maybe at funerals we gather together and still eat. And powerful things happen in our dining room table. And I want to let all of you to know that in your homes, you're the church. You're that small church, each one of your homes, that express what happens at the table. All relationships but nourishment the gathering together to be able to eat. And the greater church can learn a lot from you from knowing how you live your sacred lives and how we do that here at our main table. In today's gospel, we see Jesus appearing for the third time after the resurrection. The prior time, he is known by his wounds. Let me show you my wounds. And that shows that it is the risen Lord, the one who experienced such tremendous suffering and death, and now resurrected. But today he's known as a nourisher, someone who feeds people. Now, I don't know what Father Andre's favorite scripture line is, but mine is from John's, come have breakfast. That's my favorite one. (laughs) And what does Jesus say? Let me feed you. And so he even tells Peter in his mission, go feed my people. So the role, the mindset of who Jesus is for each one of us hearing today's gospel from John is Jesus saying, eat. Let me nourish you. Let me feed you. That's the response of resurrection. And for 2,000 years, we've kept that. But today, in the church and in our world, statistics tell us that over 75% of Catholics who are baptized, meaning you and I were baptized with them, won't come to the table this weekend. That's every weekend. Every weekend, 75% of Catholics choose not to come to the table. So what is Jesus doing at resurrection? Uh, twice a year is good enough, or only when you feel like it, or when you're worthy, when you feel like you're close to God and that you're doing okay, then it's okay to come, or when you have time. And the beauty is, 
that Jesus is always ready to feed you. And that's the stance. And we find that the church, the greater church at large, can learn from your dinner tables because what powerful stories. The beauty of feeding each other and welcoming each other. There's nothing like having a baptism and then going home and say, there's another new life at it. Nothing like having a wedding and welcoming the in-laws, learning to bear with them, huh? learning to love them. Nothing like also learning to bear with one another. Sometimes people in our families are difficult to eat with. Hmm? It's difficult. It's not always easy. Sometimes there's like, I'm not going to eat with you guys anymore. Some have lost sons and daughters or family members for a long time because they will not enter the house. And it's sad. There's an emptiness. But there's also reconciling. I visit a young woman who's dying. She'll be dead soon. She's dying from a disease and leaving her family. And yet she was able to tell me with great joy that the death, one of the benefits of the death is that it brought her long-lost brother back. He flew out. They ate together, and they reconciled at the dinner table. Two boys, brothers, hadn't really talked to each other for a long time, recently came to this altar. They also ate with each other because their father died. We had the funeral mass here, the mass of resurrection, and they renewed their relationship. People who've been lost, maybe you have also had to accept situations where loved ones make decisions in your life that you don't agree with. Oh, you're friends with that person? Oh, God, you know. We don't really care for that, but we love you. But you know what? You're still welcome. And you also might have experience say, don't ever show your face again until you fix your life. You're not welcome here. All those stories of your table, the church can learn what to be and what not to be. And what we find here is Jesus ready to nourish us. Come and eat. How did the church get to this point? Now, in 2,000 years, there have been times when people wouldn't go to communion because they didn't think they were worthy. They only used to look at the host. And they said, oh, we can't go. There are times when people couldn't have the mass because there weren't priests there. And there are other times when people flocked where they really needed the Lord. And the tables were always full. And it became part of the community that people came to eat at the table of the Lord. Not only at the beginning of the church, but over 2,000 years. But how did we get to a point now where God wants to show love for all his people and feed us that we say, Now, before you think, Father, thanks for preaching to the choir like you usually do, look around. Some of the people you're sitting with won't be here next week because they'll make the free choice not to come. What happens is life gets in the way, and the next thing you know, one Sunday turns into six because you're busy. Or you get into the habit, you slip away. And next thing you know, you're thinking, well, we haven't been in a while. You know, other times people are struggling here. I'm not made to feel welcome. I read somewhere that 
certain Catholics shouldn't go, or I don't like Father Eric's homilies, they just go on and on and on. You know, it's like, it's a reason not to come. And for other people, they come to Mass all the time, but they're not very loving. They'll come because it's tradition, or their spouse really says, yeah, this is what we do. But you know what? They're dry in their spirituality. And that can happen to any one of us, that we just not being fed at the table, it doesn't mean, it doesn't click to us. But you know, isn't that the stories of your tables and mine? Not every meal is grand. Not every conversation is beautiful. Not everyone is always loved at every moment. And yet we're still called to the table. And so what has to happen here, beginning with us, is knowing you're the church. Your table is the small church. And what your habits are need to be brought here. Now, some of you don't know that this church building here, the sanctuary, will be 20 years old. That's not very long, but 20 years in September. Now, some of you are here, but very few of you, because 20 years ago, we asked parishioners to go in their backyards, dig up the dirt, and we placed the dirt underneath that altar as a reminder that that's the community's table. And so right now, some of you have dirt from your yards, from your house, from your area, your property, and it's placed underneath there. Now, when we built this building, we had the campaign, people could make donations for something for their name if they needed to buy the credence table or they wanted to buy a statue or help with a tabernacle or the font. That was helpful, but the one thing we wouldn't take any donation from was for the altar. No one could give money to the altar because all who gave were able to do the altar because the altar belongs not to the priest but to the baptized, to you and me. Nobody said, oh, I'm going to do this in memory of my loved one. Nope. No, thank you. Take your money elsewhere because the table belongs to all. So, What's your attitude in coming here and being here? Why are you here? What happens to you? Some of you are here by force. Some of you come because you love the Lord and you get it. And sometimes that changes overnight and you get lost again. But the mindset is Jesus wanting to feed you. Why are we here? Jesus wants to feed you. Why are you here? Because none of you have ever lost your place at the table. Why are you here? Because we bear with one another, because some of you are real bears to deal with. Just like in your homes. But you are so Christ-like when you say, I don't like your friends or your decisions, but come and eat with us anyway. I don't agree with everything you do, but your relationship and my love for you means more that I'm willing to put that aside to eat with you. Or, I love you so much, I want to eat with you. We have to stop allowing other people to define whether we should come up or not and look for reasons. I'm bored. Mass doesn't mean anything. Priest told me never to come again because I'm so painful, because I'm so sinful. You've got to look past that. 
And you've got to treat this table like your own table at home. God, some of you are so Christ-like. You cook well. You feed well. You eat well. Others, it's a challenge. But yet you still feed one another even through difficult and challenging moments. And so 75% of Catholics this weekend will say, not today. Why? I don't know why. But Jesus tells all of you today and other people that you'll touch this week, come, have some breakfast. Come, eat at the table. Thank you for listening to the St. Patrick Catholic Community Homily Podcast. We are Christian Disciples in Mission, 